0: Hey, 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 this is Edward, and you're listening to the Dreamcatcher Quest podcast. This show is about conversations with people who have magically and smartly achieved their dreams, their bucket lists, and life goals. Anyway, I hope you'd enjoy this episode, and happy dream catching! Welcome once again to the Dreamcatcher Quest podcast. And this is your host, your wingman for Dreamcatcher. My name is Edward. And first of all, I would like to thank everybody who listened to the pilot episodes. Um, we really started great with the pilot episodes, and but I think that also uh, people who listen to the podcast would would be wondering who I am, and why am I even doing this podcast? So I decided that um, in the next Episodes, I mean, the following weeks, I would be creating some solo episodes of me uh, just unwrapping all of these dreams, I mean, concepts that I learned throughout life in the process of, you know, following my dreams as well. And so for today, I'm going to share with you how I got, how I met this idea of the bucket list or the life goals. Because I think uh, it's already something that everybody knows about. So I think it has been, it became famous because of a certain movie, which was released in 2007, if I remember right. The Bucket List, you know, when there are these two guys, uh, two, two men, terminally ill men, who only had six months more to live. and they decided to explore life so they they left <laughs> their hospital if i remember right and then they made a bucket list and they wanted to do a lot of things before they die because they only had six months to live and yeah so this concept of the bucket list has been around for quite some time now and a lot of people i've been seeing it in social media a lot of people have been following um, have been following their bucket lists trying to achieve their dreams you know their life goals and their ambitions I originally didn't really have a bucket list to be honest On, um, I mean initially I wasn't born with a bucket list I, I knew that when I was a little kid I, <laughs> I wanted to become you know great you w- I wanted to be somebody else I think First thing that I wanted to become was really to become a wrestler <laughs> because I was watching these wrestling matches. I don't know if you know WWE, it's this theatrical kind of wrestling. And uh, yeah, it, it arrived to the Philippines and we were watching it on TV. Even my grandmother was a fan of this uh, WWE. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> initially, there was no list, but there are things, there were already choices to on who to become. Um, I was asked if I wanted to become a, a soldier. I also wanted to become a soldier before. And yes, become a wrestler because of this wrestling WWE. Become a soldier because I would see soldiers and policemen outside uh, in the neighborhood. Some of my neighbors, they were, yes, policemen and soldiers. So... You know, it was just something that you, you see your choices because of the proximity of the people around you. So you get to choose things you want to become because of those around you. Uh, but but life unraveled things you know, more to me, and I soon discovered something something much more spontaneous, something much more grand in a way and there was this one time um i was watching with my cousin this show cuz we were fond of this talk show on tv it was the oprah winfrey show and i think if i'm if i'm not mistaken we watched that in around the year 2000 1999 2000 and there was this guy uh, i think i shared this in a previous podcast but there was this guy uh, that was the guest of this show of Oprah, and he had, he had a bucket list, a, a dream list. You know? So, one of that, one of his dreams was, was to meet Michael Jordan, and he had a lot of other dreams, but this was the one that really stuck with me the most. Also, because I like basketball, I I liked uh, Michael Jordan a lot as a as a kid, and he was able to meet Michael Jordan. In fact, he was able to create his own basketball team. I think it's not an NBA team, but a basketball team. And, you know, somebody knows somebody. And then there's this link from one person to another inside his network. And he was able to meet Michael Jordan. And that was it. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try that i'm gonna write my dreams on a sheet of paper and maybe you know things would work out and things would become real so i took a a pad of paper and i mean at least two sheets i took, took an empty pad of paper and then just wrote my my dreams and i just wrote a lot of these things i've seen i mean inspiration all around me so i wrote there something like okay, I want to meet the Pope or I want to climb Mount Apo you know the highest mountain in the Philippines, the tallest mountain or I would like to ride a horse so I've never ridden a horse from that I mean at that time yet or I wanted to climb Mount Everest so this is still a dream I, I still want to to achieve or I want to see the Colosseum of Rome, I want to go to Greece and I want to visit Paris, I want to... To see the, how do you call that? The red oak or the sequoia tree. You know, I want to see those gigantic trees. And just a lot of dreams. Just a lot of dreams. So I wrote them. I wrote them all. And if I could remember, they were like 169, all of them. It was in this sheet of paper, two sheets of paper. And I said, okay, so now what am I going to do? So I met that idea, and it seems so powerful to me. I was, I was a teenager with all of these wants in life that you want to try this, you want to try that. And so my first um, dream that I was able to tick off that bucket list was a very simple one. I, I would say that at that time, it wasn't simple because, first of all, I was a high school student, and we weren't that affluent. We didn't have much money. And what I wanted to do was, okay, look at all of my dreams and find the most affordable one to do. And this wasn't really that affordable at that time. But I was fortunate enough that uh, when I had those dreams in high school, the first one that I was able to tick off that bucket list was um, eat sushi. And... This Eat Sushi, <laughs> I've been seeing sushi a lot of times in discovery, travel, and living. If, if I don't know if that channel still exists because I was watching that uh, channel again and again. So I, I could remember that there were a lot of you know, cuisines and, and places and cultures that they would show in that, in that show. And one of that was, I was very curious about this raw, um, raw fish um, dish. And, you know, I, I, I never tried that. And I felt like it was extreme for me because I was used to cooked meals. So I was like, the moment I get the opportunity to see somewhere in my city uh, a restaurant that would, that would serve that, I would save money. I would save money and then I would try it. So yeah, so time passed, nothing really happened until I got into the university and there was one opportunity that opened up for me. I was able to get into a scholarship and this scholarship gave me some extra money so that I can buy some things for myself. And because I had that list always, I had it inserted in my <laughs> huge uh, logbook. It's a logbook I made into a notebook. I, in in that notebook, I inserted that um, bucket list. So I saw it right away. And then I remembered I was passing through this street um, in Tacloban City where I lived and near uh, the divine... Word University Hospital. There was this restaurant that was just recently opened. I cannot remember the name of the restaurant, but then that was the only restaurant that had sushi. So now <laughs> I decided I would go and try that thing. So I took around 350 pesos uh, from my scholarship fund and Uh, off i went to this restaurant and i went there um i think it was like around nine in the evening they were about to close so so the the restaurant was actually empty and so i went there and a waitress came to me and asked me so what would you like to have and i said i i'd I'd like to try this sushi and this this lady is looking at me at this (laughs) young (laughs) skinny boy (laughs) what <laughs> why, why would you eat sushi? So I said, yeah, just i I want to try it so then she she told the chef to prepare the sushi, and then the sushi came, and then they put in the wasabi and all of this, and I didn't know how to eat that thing. <laughs> it was actually you know it was something very new for me, and yeah so so then I started you know so i asked them how do you do this how do you (laughs) how do you eat this thing so there's this sauce uh, i think it's a kikuman sauce i don't know it's some sort of sauce worcestershire or some soy sauce and then you put the wasabi you kind of mix it the wasabi is kind of spicy and then you dip the sushi rolls into the into that sauce and then you eat it so initially i was like okay but I, I I remember that this was raw fish, so this is raw tuna. All right, fine. So then I I knew how to use chopsticks because, yeah, uh, we use chopsticks at home. We are we are a family of Chinese and Filipino descent. So okay, fine. So then uh, I had the chopsticks, the roll on the chopstick, and then dipped it in the wasabi, and I put that first roll in my mouth, and. I didn't expect the taste, the raw fish taste. Then it started chewing and chewing, and I could still realize I could still remember in my mind the you know this feeling of, oh, this is it. So this is how it feels. So this is how it tastes, this this sushi. All the while I was watching people eating it on TV, on travel channels, and so. That moment, I was eating it for myself and I was like, wow, so this is how it feels. And this main feeling, this feeling of wonder, that is the one that really propelled everything for me. That sushi experience is the one that really, you know, started it all. And it just became a snowball effect. And from then on, I always knew that dreams had some sort of cost in them. Maybe monetary-wise or location-wise or, you know, you, maybe you need somebody to help you achieve a dream. That specific dream ticked off this eat sushi, try sushi. That started it all. And I, I, I was like, I, I would like to thank myself that I had the courage to spend uh, 350 That was already big money for me during that time to uh, so try this and in the end I, I didn't finish the whole roll because it was like a lot i couldn't swallow gobble them all up maybe i took like i don't know four four rolls and then i had uh, i had to wash it off with water and and beverage and I, I i brought it home and of course when i brought it home my cousin was there and my aunt and they were like what <laughs> why are you doing this was, well i was just i was just curious so yeah so my family members knew my this trait of mine that I always, I'm curious about a lot of things. You know, I'm curious about how it might feel if you try um, this, do that, or try this certain kind of food, or listen to this certain kind of language. I always have that thing of wonder. And what is that? Uh, how How is it? How does that feel, or how would it taste? You no, know, I always was wondering about how things are. I'm very curious, and so uh, yeah, so that was the first check in my bucket list, and after that, I think the second one, if I'm not mistaken, was try horseback riding, and just to share to you it it was something also. It was certain deputies because um, this was already. I, I think I was already like in the university and I was invited for a sort of congress somewhere in Tagaytay, in the in near Manila, and yeah, like two hours away from Manila, and this this place is like um, it's a beautiful place. Tagaytay is a beautiful place, and you could see a volcano. Uh, um, right in front of you, if you pass by um, this road called Olivares, and then you ride a jeepney and to the right side you see this beautiful volcano. But anyway, there's a there's a park there where um, you could visit, and in that park they had uh, a fence, and inside that huge friends was uh, an experience for horseback riding and during that time i was with another friend he was older like i don't know i was i was uh, maybe 17 years old or i don't know maybe 17 and he was like 30 plus but we were all together uh, we, we were walking together in this place and he said would you like to try that one and of course i said right away i, I would like to try that I would like to do this horseback riding. I've never ridden a horse. And um yeah, it was just something that I really wanted to try at seventeen. So I went there and then I paid I, I remember the cost of that was like around two hundred and fifty pesos. That was already big money. Big money for for uh for somebody like me during that time. And yeah, I, I could remember that I was I was handed this um, pregnant white horse. It was huge horse. It was a huge horse. Uh, in fact, I was like, "Whoa! Can I even ride this?" She's pregnant, but the, like the guide is like, nah, she's she's not yet about to deliver." But she was big, and so I, I did that. And so uh, of course, it was guided. You weren't really going to ride like you know cowboys or anything like that. I wish I could, but. That would be like, um, a bit dangerous for me, as an amateur, as a novice. So I did ride that horse, and it felt great. And it felt great. And uh, I'm now remember. I mean, just, uh, a decade, it was like you know, two decades. Ago. Ah, no, not two decades ago, but more than fifteen years ago. This uh, this thing happened. It's still very fresh in my memory. It's beautiful, and I I always told myself. I should be having more of these experiences, you know, more of these experiences. And, yeah, so this this bucket list idea, it really, uh, it made me grow in a sense that whenever I felt down in my life or there was some, you know, big things that happened in my life, I would always go back to that list. And... It somehow gave me peace it somehow gave me simplicity a sense of order that things are coming my way i don't know how but it's just a matter of when and that thought in itself really changed me that everything is just a matter of when and i think that yeah for for Everybody listening to this podcast, that is my wish for you. That you would start to think of dreams as something that's already in your future. They're already laid out and it's just a matter of when. When is it going to happen? That it is bound to happen, that you believe that it is bound to happen, it's just a matter of when. Sometimes when I say this to a lot of people, I mean, my experiences where I I was able to go intercontinental or, you know, go from this country to the other, try this and that, dive here or paraglide there. Um, Sometimes people would say, how is it it that you are capable of doing all of these things? And I, I would say always is that it's, I mean, the simplest answer that i could really give is that i i had them on a list and i just follow the list i could change the list the list could be you know i could keep the list somewhere else maybe you know you might not have the list anymore but the moment it is etched in your mind and in your being it is bound to happen and you just have to um, prepare for that exciting moment because it is bound to come, really. And it might really sound woo woo for a lot of people, but I would always say that do not underestimate the power of your dreams uh, because it will give you goosebumps the moment it happens. For example, for example, um, There is this, um, there was this one time that, I don't know, maybe, I, I already shared this in another podcast, but episode, there's this one time that I think I flipped through the pages of a National Geographic magazine. I might have come across it through going through a parlor or, you know, a barber shop And where they give you some magazines or newspapers, But I I, I got this one. This this National Geographic. And I saw this on a page of a place that had sand dunes in it. And in the sand dunes, there were uh, like pools of water. And right across it is a, a beautiful surf spot. I didn't know the name of that place. I didn't know. Where that is, but the moment I saw it, I was like, I'm gonna get to this place one day, one day, one day it's gonna come to me. So I just had it in my mind and I forgot it, I forgot about it. I mean, like totally. And in 20, 2016, um, no, 2017, if I remember right, um, that was the time that. I was invited to to speak in the World Peace Forum in Florianópolis, Brazil. And this was really the start of this vagabonding thing. And I didn't really have like a lot of money. In fact, I was able to buy this ticket just by editing 10 videos for a friend. And he paid me like a thousand euros and i was able to spend like almost all that money on ticket alone and so and even then i would the the ticket direct flight to florianopolis would be very expensive that i had to cut uh, my trip i mean I, I i i that i decided that instead of going directly to florianopolis brazil i would pass by rio de janeiro sao paulo and florianopolis brazil and I had to book very early, like three weeks early before the before the event I'm supposed to attend. And figure out where I'm going to live. <laughs> and how I'm going to help myself, you know. But I bought a ticket. It was a it was a gamble. But come that day, the last the final week, and I arrived in Florianopolis, I was welcomed by this um by this friend his name is Diego and Diego um with along with some other friends he welcomed me there and then it was it was a nice warm welcome brazilian welcome to his home and also to his uh, i met his friends and i was with another friend who is from latvia and he was a he was a, yogi, a yoga practitioner a yogi he was a yogi And one afternoon, Diego told us that we were going to this place, into this lake called Lagoa de Concesao. So we went there. We, um, We hopped onto his car and then we went to this place, to the Lagoa. It's a lagoon. So it's a very still lagoon. It's Beautiful. It's. uh, I think it's not a lagoon. It's a. It's a lake. (laughs) Um, It's a beautiful place. I. I I would say that you should. You know, visit this. And then after that, there's a bend to the right, and then that. That road goes to this place called Dunas Du Wakina, so the Dunes of Wakina, something like that. And I saw this. I saw this place. This sand dunes, very beautiful. I've only dreamed of this, like sand dunes of Sahara or whatever. And then I we climbed that sand dune, and on top of it you can sandboard, but that day we didn't yet. And that was already like golden hour, some like something like four p.m., five p.m., something like that. And I was on top of that, and I realized that I saw that place before. It was in that magazine, that National Geographic magazine, and I was there, standing on this that very same spot where you could see those sand dunes with some pools of water after the rain. You know the water uh, stays there like as pools, and then at the very far left you could see this beautiful surf spot, and I just. I was just so floored, you know. I was I was so surprised. I arrived to this place, and I didn't even plan it. I I just I just saw it in some magazine, and then I was like, "I'm gonna," I told myself, "I'm gonna get to this place someday," and that someday was that day. And yeah, um, it's a beautiful experience. Me. Realizing that you could write your dreams on a sheet of paper. Actually, is sort of like a therapeutic thing. And at the same time, it's something just, you know, even if you do it out of fun, you realize that the dreams, the dreams that you have in life, the moment you write them in paper, they become real. They become real because they are your thoughts. They were thoughts they are thoughts there are thoughts in your head and the moment they get into the realm of reality through ink and you put your the force of your hand on it you write it on paper it becomes real right then and there it may not be the form yet that it should it should be but it is bound to come but the most important thing is you get it out of your head and you put it here in reality. Sometimes people would say, yeah, that's, you know, that's bullshit. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but if, as Confucius said, whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're right. Uh, that thing worked for me. And I think it works for a lot of people. I mean, Million people, I don't know how many, but a lot of people who have bucket lists too. Because as human beings, we need a a plan, a North Star, Uh, we need a map, you know, we need a little bit of direction. And if you were to decide which direction you're going anyway, if you had the power to decide, then decide for the best. Then write for, you know, write those dreams that can make your life happy and grow and, you know, make other people happy as well. I, when I started writing my bucket list, I I realized that there are three things in a bucket list, really. that There are three categories of dreams. One is being or becoming two is doing and then three is having this be do have they're very very you know they're the biggest categories of dreams and i think that the the highest form is really the being the being that you arrive at this, at the level of self-fulfillment but then again you can arrive to that if you do not have things and then you do not do things and on the other hand you cannot remain just having things or doing things you know one one way or another having things becomes tools to do things and doing things make you become somebody so i think that if you want to become somebody in the end the first thing to do is get a sheet of paper and ask yourself what do i want to do in this life while i am alive don't ever ask yourself how it's going to happen because that will just be that will just stop you Whatever it is, no matter how crazy it is, no matter how expensive it may be, write that dream now. So, yeah. So, if you haven't heard about bucket lists yet, (laughs) this podcast is about that. This may be your day zero. And I'm inviting you to get a sheet of paper right now and write at least five dreams you would like to happen right away. I mean, in the next six months. And all the rest, sky's the limit. Just write whatever you want, no matter how crazy it is. Nobody's going to judge you. You're the only judge because you're the one writing your own dreams. But just write it. It's important to write it now. Um, there may be some people who are exemptions to this, you know, they just stumbled upon their dreams. Or, you know, they met it along the way with their profession, their family, who knows. But wouldn't it be nice if somehow you just sit down, you feel good about a lot of things and you just put them on paper, no matter how crazy it is. Like, for example, if you want to fly an airplane or you want to go to outer space or you want to dive in the Tubataha reef or... You would like to visit the Great Barrier Reef in Australia or surf in Hawaii, which is one of my dreams as well. Or, you know, uh, ski. Ski somewhere, maybe in France or in Switzerland, or do base jumping in Switzerland. All of these things. Do not underestimate the power of your dreams, they have a mechanism to make themselves come true and all you need to do is just say yes and the best gesture to do that is to make them a reality put them in the plane of reality by writing them on paper don't write it on your phone or anywhere mean you might forget it delete it you know Yeah, there's something about writing it on something solid on paper. Uh, There's an exception, you know, like some people write it on their phone and then they keep looking at it again and again. It can happen too. But I I would suggest that if you write it on paper, it is bound to happen. It's going to come. And dreams will only bring you the good in life. right remember so yeah so much for (laughs) this banter (laughs) so that's how i met the the bucket list uh, idea and yes um, let us fill our lives with these dreams these hopes and when you have it on paper you will see that your focus your focus will change because your dreams will keep calling on you And your dreams will make their way to appear in front of you, (laughs) no matter how woo-woo it sounds. So yes, (laughs) hopefully this was something um, helpful and valuable for you. And if you would like to share your bucket list with me so that we can have an exchange of bucket list ideas too, just go to my.dreamcatcher.quest. And there is, at the top, there's an icon of a microphone there. Just click on that and you can leave a message for me, a vocal message. And just tell me whatever. And I will wait for you there. And yes, if you give me, leave me a message there, I would be very happy. And I'm, I have a simple gift that I can give to you. So yes, just go to my.dreamcatcher.quest. So that's, that's the app that I created for, for this community of Dreamcatchers. If you would be happy, please go there. Give me, a, give me a vocal message, a voice message. And at the same time, if you want to follow this podcast, you can download that app. And yes, yes uh, Dreamcatcher is also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot more. Just visit dreamcatcher.quest. So that's it. Um, thank you for listening. And I'll be waiting for your voice message about your bucket list. And what is it? What dream are you working on right now? I would like to listen. And who knows? Maybe you can be my guest in, <laughs> here in Dreamcatcher. Have a nice day. This is Edward once again. And happy Dreamcatching. And there you have it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dreamcatcher Quest and please don't forget to subscribe to get notified of new episodes and get inspired to make your dreams a reality. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the whole world to me if you could rate and review Dreamcatcher. And to be always in the loop, please visit our website at my.dreamcatcher.quest. So thanks again and I'll see you next time. Happy Dreamcatching!